0: Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Jessie Mae. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast New Year's Eve special. It's a Dr. Peluso episode, and I am pumped to be answering your questions on the eve of this horrific fucking year. Goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. I'm going to be leveling up in this new year. I don't know about you, but I will be leveling the fuck up and... I appreciate you guys. I am growing my YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jesse Mae Peluso. I appreciate your support in it. And my goal is to get it to 10 K subs. It was the goal to get it to 10 K subs by 2021, but maybe we can do it within the first week of 2021. I'll still consider that a success. So please subscribe, help me reach my goal and tell your friends to subscribe and to follow to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. Thank you for spreading the love ahead of time. And speaking of spreading the love, we got those butthole candles available, you guys. My ed du candles are available on my website now, jessimay.com forward slash store. You go into my little store and my butthole candles are available. Shout out to 7th Avenue Candles in Florida. I will put their link up on the description of this podcast episode so you can check out all their products. And I will put the Butthole Candle link up so you can purchase the Butthole Candle. It smells beautiful for men and women. I wanted it to be a unisex scent. If, it, if you light it up as a dude and a woman comes into your place, she's not going to think you're strange because we have these weird archetypes that are set in by society as to what men and women should or should not wear, think, or smell, which is just ridicul- ridiculous and I think really limiting. on a a, just a social societal and cultural level but that's neither here nor there basically these butthole candles smell good in everyone's house and it's my goal to get everyone's house smelling like my butthole vanilla and leather (laughs) i know it sounds interesting when i say it like that but i guarantee you you're gonna love the smell of my butthole i'm like men's warehouse for candles i guarantee it please check it out also if you want to call into the podcast to have your call, your voicemail featured on the episode, give me a call 513-916-0930. If you're shy, just shoot me a text and we will pick our favorites to play on the episode. And this episode is a Dr. Peluso episode. If you'd like to submit your questions for that, you can do that on my IG story every Monday at uh, various times. You just check it out on my Instagram story and you'll see the prompt to ask me your question and I can either answer it on the IG story or you can shoot it right over and I will find it for the podcast after. Thank you guys so much. Let's get into this Dr. Peluso episode. I'm giving you a board uncertified school of hard knocks. I am a, you know, a PhD of THC and I'm giving you the realest advice there is on the market. You're not gonna get it anywhere else. This is the place to come for advice. Tell your friends if they've got an ex they're dealing with or issues and they got Gas or an X or whatever it is, I've got all the answers. I have all the answers. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Dr. Peluso. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep 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 beep. You're beep. listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May. Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Fuck 2020. Fuck 2020, guys. It is New Year's Eve. I am in my new cute little podcast chair on the floor like some sort of heathen, I'm just like a a poor person down here sitting on the floor, you know, if that's not a sign that we are in the end of a terrible era, I don't know what is, oh something just crashed downstairs, probably a child off of a very high bookshelf, you know, not that anyone really cares in this house because one less child, One less mouth defeat and the apocalypse is now. It is here. There's an apocalypse on my chin. Can you guys see my chimple? I have chimples from the stress of the year and I'm so excited to move on to 2021. I got my pimple patches that I just sort of pop right over. Pa 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 pa. I put it right over there and it's like, what chimple? There's no chimple. Bye. See ya. Let's see if I can get in here without crashing everything. Here. Look at that. No, there now. There's a little heart on my chin. There's no more pimple. It's a heart, and that's what we have to go into this year with—a big ass heart. This is a Dr. Paluso episode. Dr. Paluso's all heart, all heart, all day, every day, trying to make the best of a brutal scenario we've been in. S T P. Here we go. See if I can get my reverse S T P. New Year's Eve. This is what we're here doing. I am in my brand new, adorable, you guys can see this really cute jumpsuit that I got from a chick on Etsy. That's what I've been trying to do, support the small businesses. Go to Etsy, get a lot of great shit for all the other shit you need. You got to go to Amazon and make Jeff Bezos rich. That's just the plan. That's the plan, stand. That's what we're all doing these days, shopping like motherfuckers. I know you guys are spending that stimulus check, $600. What a way to go into the new year! Loaded, loaded, six hundred dollars. That will get you rent in some shit town in Ohio. Not even, you know. It's that'll get you two lunches in L.A. We're in, (laughs) we're still in a pandemic. So I decided to just bling myself out. You see, you know, you guys know. My mom has passed. This is a break in the grief survival guide. This is a Dr. Paluso episode, but I've decided to bling myself out with her rings. This ring is mine, but the rest is Nancy's. Uh, She used to just drip drop with the diamonds. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they're cubic zirconia from Kmart, but a girl can dream and a girl can just exude what she feels. You know, on one hand, I got these rainbow moonstones, which connect me to my soul keeps me grounded in earth and on the other hand I got all my diamonds which shoots me into 2021 bling bling you know I got all my bling bling I got my cute little bling bling to let you know we're going into this year with fer- with ferociousness no holds barred just you know going from the look at this little ash tree going from a little ash tree look at this teeny sad sad tree we're not going to be a sad tree in 2021. We're gonna be a big motherfucking spruce, okay? We are not going to, and even, you know what? Even if we are a little tree, we're gonna have a big spruce attitude, okay? Big pine energy, BPE. Everybody knows that. Big log energy, B L E. Just bring it. We have to make it happen. And I'm here to help. That's what Dr. Paluso is here for. Your unsolicited advice, board uncertified. From the School of Life, I have a PhD in THC and, you know, mushrooms as well. This is my stash. Got my shrooms. I got my farmer and the fallon. Here we go. Delicious. Shark shock, which if that doesn't describe 2020, I don't know what does. Got nature's glory right here. This is what keeps me able to have fuel to answer your questions because it does take a lot of energy for somebody who is as overqualified as I am to be giving advice to the masses so let's get into this let's get into our dr. Peluso episode let's see what what areas we need to work on where people need some help you know this is one of my favorite things to do is to give advice I probably drive my family members nuts with it so it's good that I can do dr. Peluso cuz I'm always right and I always have the fucking answer that's why you came to dr. Peluso and if you want to submit your questions to dr. Peluso Usually, uh, you can catch it on my Instagram story on Mondays, instagram.com forward slash May Peluso. Not like you're going to use the fucking website, but just May Peluso to find me on Instagram. <laughs> Who's using Instagram on their laptop? Oh my God, what year is it? 1995? So you go and on my IG stories every Monday through Tuesday, you can submit your questions and I'll either answer them on my IG story or right here on Sharp Tongue Podcast. So let's get started. Carter. 1214 says, favorite winter strain for the holidays? Any fucking strain, Carter. It, any and every strain. It grow, grab some ditch weed, throw it in a bowl and smoke it because holy hell, we're coming from a brutal year. The most brutal year. The most important year, possibly. But brutal nonetheless. So... In particular, right here, I've got my homeboys from Absolute Extracts have created this amazing strain, Farmer and the Felon, and they actually support the Last Prisoner Project, so a portion of these sales will go towards uh, the Last Prisoner Project, which they have endeavors to keep fighting until every last non-violent cannabis prisoner is released. So check this shit out, Shark Shock. I'm into most, most strains. I mean, just put it in the pipe and smoke it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Carter. I used to have favorite strains, but then 2020 hit and it basically was whatever I could get my fucking hands on. <laughs> but if we're going to go strains, Candy Kush, uh, I like White Fire, which is what I was called in high school. Also enjoy Pineapple Express, which I got to try recently. Strawberry Cough is so good and any sun-grown Strain you can find, any outdoor-grown strain. I I really believe hold magic from the sun, and they just they they hit better. Let's see what else we got here. Julie Julan J H. How do I get my friends to stop sending me those stupid photo cards of their kids? Look, girl. Here's here's the thing. If you don't have kids, you don't get it. But once something comes from your body, and look, I don't have kids. I have three dogs. And, you know, that basically equals one special needs child is what I've always said. I say retarded, but people get triggered and they don't realize that words evolve. And if you want to hear a great bit, go to Doug Stanhope and listen to his bit on the sensitivities around words and wording and vernacular and language and how you're just triggered because there's some trauma you're not dealing with. And um, I'm not an insensitive person and I don't know why I'm going on this diatribe about it. Maybe because deep down I have a little guilt over it but then again it's like "Ah, fuck it you know the world's gonna blow up so people who have children need to show them off they came from their body they created a human think about when you take a poop have you ever taken a picture of it to show your friends because you're proud it's the same thing you're just showing your kids some shit you made and you're proud of it or showing people some shit you made which happened to be your kids and you're proud of it and it's just the way it goes and I get them, and I know. And I keep I keep ones for my best friends. You know, a few of my best friends who have adorable children who just so happen to be the most beautiful mixed babies ever. And I keep those because I think they're be- beautiful babies. And if I have a kid one day, you better believe I'm going to be sending all you motherfuckers just these, like, posed photos of my, of my girl, my baby with, like, new brows. I'm going to get her brows. I'm going to get her face beat. She, hopefully, she won't have chimples like her mommy, but I will be sending those cards out and I'm going to be sending photos of my dogs because I probably won't have children. Those will be my babies. But what do I think of it? Other than my best friend's photos? You know, it's Kindle. Those photos just turn into something you can burn in the backyard. JS to dad. Is it wrong that I want quiet? And alone time tonight. Well, you wrote quite. Is it, is it wrong that I want quite and alone time tonight? Well, maybe you want quite alone time and maybe you want quiet alone time. Look, every human being needs alone time. Let me say that again. Every single human being on earth needs alone time. And not just alone time, but quiet time. Quite time. Quite quiet alone time. It's vital for your brain. It is like resetting your brain. If you are lucky enough to get some alone time, which if you're in the house of children, it's fucking impossible. But if you can get even five minutes, put on a meditation app. I use Insight Timer. I love it. I meditate every day. And if I don't have a lot of time, I'll do at least five minutes. And it's just a great way to clear out your mind, clear out the stress and overthinking and and just all the garbage that builds up in your brain from us being inundated with stimuli and sounds constantly. It's good to have some quiet time, some quite quiet alone time. So no, just a dad. You're not wrong. You're right. You're so right. And any, even if you can just get two minutes, you deep dive into that shit, man, you savor it. Listen to the quiet. Don't be afraid of the quiet. Let the quiet set you free. This is what the pimple patch is for. I'm trying to quiet my chimples. Uh, Sarah Bear 1021. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Mine is Poop, Toilet, Christmas Tree. Another shitty Christmas. I, I don't know what you, you put. I know we can see it right here. But your your little emojis. What are those emojis? A uh, Poop. Is this a game we have to play? Okay. Poop, Toilet, Christmas Tree. Um... For oh god, what could that be? It just looks like another shitty Christmas. I, I don't know. I, you're gonna have to, you guys are probably like, you idiot. It's this she put poop, a toilet, and a tree. What movie could that be? Well, my favorite Christmas movie, classic Christmas Vacation, the shitter's full. Is that was that your maybe you're saying Christmas vacation? Four Christmases is hilarious. with. Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn so fucking funny maybe underrated John Favreau plays a total douchebag I also enjoy you know I really like schmaltzy movies on Hallmark am I an asshole I love the schmaltzy movies on like Lifetime and Hallmark where the girl you know the like Big to do New York lawyer comes to like the farm because her dad died and she inherited the farm and she's like, I don't know how to deal with cow maneuver and she's in her high heels walking around the stalls and then here comes Lucas with his biceps and the V muscles just sweating. No shirt, it's winter. Why doesn't he have a shirt on? Because Lucas is fucking fine in the winter time. The freaking what do they call him? A barn hand? Uh, a farm hand <laughs> What do you call the extra person who comes in just a scoop poop? Fuckable is what I call them. I love schmaltzy Christmas movies. Love them so much. My mom and I used to watch them every Christmas. And now that she's dead, huh, well, that's a sore subject, isn't it? I love them so, so much. But I love the classics. A Christmas Story, yeah. It's classic. But it for me... It's something that I. It's coveted, and I get it, and I used to love it, and I still. Well, I will always love it, but it's not a movie I will rewatch over and over and over. When I was a kid, we used to watch it all the time. As an adult with two dead parents, feeling like a fucking orphan, I need to laugh. Um, Christmas office Christmas party, very fucking funny. Anything with Jason Bateman is hilarious. Let's be real. Um, there. Let's see what else did we watch this season. Netflix has a couple cute ones. Holiday pretty cute netflix christmas movie i see you netflix coming through with your own schmaltzy line of christmas movies there was a christmas drop-off which was really good based on a true story but the military who spend their christmas and holiday season dropping off supplies to less and underprivileged countries in island nations very good movie i think it's called a christmas drop-off also um there was another one. Oh, God, we watched a Christmas drop-off, and then we watched Holiday, and then, oh my God, a California Christmas come through schmaltz, crying my eyes out, and the couple who play the couple on the movie, in the movie, is an actual couple in real life. Yes, I googled information, so what? I hope that answers your question, Sarah Bear. We have Karen Wait For It Williams. What are we waiting for, Karen. What do you got in your drawer next to your bed, you little pervert? No question. Just wanted to send you some love and light your way. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Probably should read the questions before I talk some shit. Thank you, Karen. But seriously, what are we waiting for? Sam San 2012. Sending love, encouragement, and healing your way. Love you, hon. You guys, you know what? I, the love is real and it's reciprocated and, I, and I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it, especially because nature is helping me accept it. I'm feeling it and breathing it. Thank you. I just got cotton mouth because I got nervous from all the love. Probably also because I ate an edible before this. Yep. Guys, the girl who's afraid of edibles, I'm eating them now. I'm eating them now because I have been considering the fact that my mom died. This is not a grief survival guide mini series special episode. I realize that. We are taking a break, but you know grief brain is real and I my mom had lung problems so although I'm a very healthy person I also just keep I want to keep my options open so I'm I'm increasing my tolerance to edibles on a daily basis which involves me just taking shrooms and microdosing with edibles and seeing where it goes right now we're just flying high feeling great Raymond 276, hey, I just started listening to your podcast. I heard my comment on it. Thank you. Love you, beautiful. Thank you, Raymond, for recognizing how gorgeous I am, even with my chimple. Come through, Raymond. Come through. Do you know how to scoop poop in a farm? You and I can live out our Hallmark movie. Just kidding. I don't date fans anymore. Mr. Boost, why does anal on very high-dose edibles feel like a gateway to Narnia? Wow wow Uh, that's a great question I think because when you're dosed on anything that's medicinal like edibles mushrooms, any sort of psychedelic which I have very limited experience with but have spoken to great lengths with people who are very well versed in the science of pharmaceuticals not pharmaceuticals, sorry um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for help me out guys, psychedelics thank you I think when you're on anything like that, which at its core expands your mind, your heart, your soul, it allows you to relax your asshole. (laughs) I think when your heart is open, your asshole is relaxed. I think that's psychedelic science. I truly believe when your heart is open, your asshole is purely relaxed. And that is just simply psychedelic science. So for me, I know. The greatest sex I've had is when I've been stoned to the motherfucking bone because I'm chilling. Think about sex. Think about for women. You guys can get off so much easier. It's just nature. It's just the way it's meant to be. You're meant to, you know, as my ex stand-up comedian, Giannis Papas used to say, you guys are meant to go and propagate, you know? And so it's easier for you guys just to bust enough for women, much harder for us to be able to have an orgasm mainly because we think so much and we have to think so much we have to multitask so much because we're the ones usually with a baby on our teat so we're responsible for a life and we have to keep our life alive so we can keep the little life alive and then we also have to eat and make sure everything else is chill you know in the teepee and I'm talking like ancient times and, and historically and our ancestors you know bitches in a pack with a bunch of other bitches feeding babies and making sure that Simba's not coming to eat them while the men are out spearing and blowing snot rockets, whatever they're doing out there with the saber toothed tigers. You know, it's just women have a harder time. The point is women sometimes have a harder time having an orgasm. So I highly recommend getting high just a little bit And, and experimenting with psychedelics and letting it open your heart a little and, and, and relaxing your body. I think when you can relax your mind, the rest of your body follows suit, obviously. And you're able to function on a different level, in a different dimension, away from all of the craziness of, of the world, away from the stresses and away from worrying too much and thinking about what you look like and what you think and what other people think about you and all of these toxic thoughts that run through our brain that just fog our ability to connect to our, our mind to our body and our soul from a female perspective, strictly because I've never had a dick. And I mean, I might get one in 2021, but as of right now, I don't have one, never had one. So I can only speak from my yonic experience, which is the equivalent of phallic. So I think, yeah, girl, you know, I, I, or Mr. Boost, uh, you must be a dude, or identify as a dude, whatever your your prerogative is. I think it just feels better because you're relaxed, bro. So pump, pump in the butt. Godspeed. Let's see. Um, J. Cole Davis, has anyone ever really seen a bear shit in the woods? That's a great question. I got to tell you, if I saw a bear shit in the woods, that I would run. I know you're not supposed to run from a bear attack, if you see a bear, you're supposed to like s- go at it. I've talked about this before on the podcast. I think with with Marty Caproni, where we talked about like what we would do if we saw a bear, because we were staying at the Airbnb, air bear and b <laughs> bear b and b. We were staying at this Airbnb that had the bear the bear motif taken to the ultimate level, and we talked about what we would do if we saw a bear. If a bear was shitting, that's a time to run the fuck away. If a bear was shitting in the woods, I'm out the dough. I'm gone. I think I could outrun a bear. I've got, you know, my nickname in high school was gazelle. I can run for short distances. I can sprint the fuck away. That's where I probably would fall and hit my head on a rock and then wake up to my nether region being munched on by a bear. Not in a good way. You know, usually when a woman wakes up and looks down, someone's eating her out. It's great. But when you wake up and look down and someone's eaten you, uh, you can't get out. Okay? There's a moral of that story. Um, J. Cole has a lot of questions. Is it normal to shit your pants every time you sneeze? J. Cole, I think you might need an actual doctor. But just to answer the question, no. It's not normal to shit your pants every time you sneeze unless you just had questionable food. Were you at a drive-thru? Were you at your in-laws? And, and one of your family members who was cooking might be a little, you know, might have a, a, a touch of, of Alzheimer's and not remember how to cook. And, and they instead of putting pepper in, they accidentally put cat litter in. You know, it's like the grandma who shows up at a Christmas vacation and she's got cat litter and cat food in the jello. That might cause you to shit your pants when you sneeze. There are factors that can cause you to shit your pants when you sneeze, and I think it mainly comes in the mispreparation of food. So just watch what you're putting in your mouth so that you're careful that it doesn't come out in your pants. That's the doctor's orders. And the rest of it, you just might need to go to an actual doctor if you're sneezing and shitting your pants, or put it on TikTok and become famous. Your choice. Um, What does it mean if you have huge feet but tiny hands? It means that God is a bastard. He's a bastard because you probably also have a teeny peeny. You know, one out of three ain't bad though. Beggars can't be choosers. Just be real about it. Let the girl know ahead of time. If you have a teeny peeny, I know it's a hard thing to say. And I I, I doubt any dude has ever come out and been like, yo, I have a teeny peeny. I need you to know that I'm a good person, but I have a teeny peeny. That would have saved me a lot of strife back in the day. Because there was a couple really great dudes with teeny peenies that Unfortunately, because like, you know, a lot of girls got to come out sometimes and be like, yo, I've got a deep cervix and the teeny peeny won't reach where it needs to reach. You know, it's like it, it. I I know we're not supposed to listen to his music anymore, but I can hear R. Kelly, you know, like, I believe I can fly. And no, the teeny peeny's not going to fly. There's there's too much airspace, free space in the area of the deep cervix. So. Let's just be real about what we're packing so we can save each other some fucking time in 2021. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) J. Cole Davis, what's the cheapest meat you can buy? Do not buy cheap meat. Do not buy cheap meat. Don't put cheap meat in your mouth. Don't put a cheap dick in your pussy. This is survival science, you guys. No cheap meat. Have you ever watched those videos of cheap meat under a microscope? There's like hair and plastic in it. Hot dogs? Google this. Hot dog under a microscope. You will never eat another hot dog. And I am so broken hearted by this. I wish I didn't Google it. Now I'm going to I'm gonna tell you guys to do, do it so that you also are broken hearted. Because hot dogs are my favorite fucking junk food. Not anymore. Never putting it in my body. Never. Not after what I saw under that fucking microscope. And I'm sure we could say that about a lot of food. But we're talking about cheap meats. I think a hot dog is a very cheap meat. It's like spam formed. It's literally like formed spam. And I grew up on spam. I'm not white trash, but my mom was broke as fuck as a kid. And she just fed us what she got fed. And I think that's why I have chimples sometimes. But that's neither here nor there. Do not eat cheap meat. Don't put cheap meat in your mouth. Don't put cheap meat in your orifices. Dr. Peluso. 20... Dr. Peluso's 2021 Survival Guide. Don't put cheap meat in your mouth and don't put cheap meat in your butthole. That's survival science. You're welcome. J. Cole, you have a lot of questions here. Are you smoking the Weedle as you read these? As you, <laughs> as you read these? Well, now you know I took an edible and some shrooms. Shrooms and some shrooms. So, yes? Of course I am. What? I'm not your sober doctor. I'm I'm the doctor that's giving you real life advice. Real life sometimes is unbearable and sometimes you need weedle to to cope with it. 100%, sir. Thank you for all your questions. Jojo does it asks, "What do you consider a microdose of psilocybin?" Personally, I wing it. <laughs> that's a great question. Well, for me, you know, a microdose I consider, I'll just show you in my My bag of tricks here. So we've got one whole shroom right here. I consider a microdose to be a tenth of this. All ground up. Just a tenth of it. Now considering the cap has some of the more stronger um, psychedelic effects, I consider a tenth of this for me a microdose. Now someone might pop a whole one of these you're going to trip out and maybe they're, they're not going to like completely trip out, but I'm pretty sure you would. But I think you should always start with just a little. It's like Jackie staying. She says, just go low and slow. Start small and ease your way into it, you know, and that's, that's hard to do. 2020, you just want to pop it all and be like, fuck this. Fuck it all. I'm really considering grinding it up and putting it in my sister's coffee in the morning and just kind of seeing what happens. Tell me if I should or shouldn't do that. Send me, send me, um, don't forget for the grief survival guide mini series. When it starts up, we are asking what happens to us when we die. Email me what you think happens to us when we die. I have a whole bunch to do for next week. Email me at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. What do you think happens when we die? Let's see, we have a couple more questions here. Scuba Steve, he asks, looking for a cure for a broken heart? That's a really good question because we all get heartbreak. And you don't understand true heartbreak until you lose a loved one like a parent. And I think the reason for that being with the understanding that you did get unconditional love is that it is unconditional love. It's a pure love. It's a true love. And so when you lose that, that's a real broken heart. And I thought in the past when I got broken up with, or which was like once, (laughs) I'm not bragging. I just have really good pussy. Um, the, the the hardest thing is that we, we don't realize what a real broken heart is until something like what I've experienced happens where you lose a parent, my mother, my father. And I thought I would I would had broken hearts, and I did in the past with boyfriends. Jobs I didn't get, shows that didn't get renewed, or didn't book, and I didn't book the part. Those are all heartbreaking moments. Losing a boyfriend, heartbreaking. Not like he died, but you broke up, which basically is the same shit because you're dead to me. I don't do the whole let's remain friends, only with a couple lucky fellas. And that's because they're real people. The rest of them, bye. We don't need to check up on each other. We don't need to do the fucking bullshit small talk because you're lonely and you realize that you shouldn't have left me because you'll never find somebody as good as me. But that's just not me being spiteful. It's just me spitting the truth. Anyways, real heartbreak, there is no cure for. And I don't think we're meant to be cured of a broken heart, Scuba Steve. And I'm sorry for your loss and what you've gone through. I don't think we want a cure. I think we want to endure it. There is no cure for a broken heart. Everyone says time heals all wounds. Time takes you further away from it. But emotions and true moments of trauma and loss are ingrained in our being. That's why people have... PTSD because that trauma they experienced is so visceral. It brings them right back. And the same thing can be said for a broken heart where, yeah, as you get further away from the experience of the physical loss, it becomes a little bit easier to cope with it. But as I know from experience from losing my dad two, t- two years ago now, October 2018 it's still pretty soon you know it's still two, two years is not that long of a time to be away from loss especially if we're going off the math of you know it takes you half the amount of time you spent with somebody to get over them and that's mainly dealing with relationships but okay I spent 37 years with my dad I'm only at year two of losing him so I got a long fucking way to go and my mom just died this is not a grief survival guide episode But I'm answering a question. I think the point is to not cure your broken heart, but to endure it and to know that the heartbreak is a sign that there was love. The heartbreak is a sign that someone you love so much made you feel whole and them being gone is a reminder of the vastness that they occupied in your life. And they still can occupy that vastness, just in a different way. The love is still there. It just evolves. Because I truly think that death isn't the, the last sleep, per se. I think that it's, it's, a, it's an awakening into something else. And the love you lost... It's not loss, it's just transformed. And it's transforming. And that's what I'm experiencing with the loss of my mother. She just passed away a month ago. Oh, did she really? We hadn't any idea, bitch. We didn't have any idea that you're, <laughs> you lost your mom. It's, it, it, it's transforming. And so while your heart is broken, it's broken because it's, it needs to create space for the transformation. It's, it's an emotional evolution. And that takes time and it takes space. And so one of my dear friends, Whitney Cummings, I had sent her a message because she's very experienced with loss as well. I told her, I feel like my heart is so broken over this loss. And she said, just make sure that it breaks open. And that's what I will say to you, Scuba Steve, is to make sure that the pieces don't fall in on you. That you are like a little baby chick and you crack that egg open and you get those pieces of the broken shell off so that you can be born into the newer version of yourself. I think with every loss, we can learn to evolve into something better and we can take that love that we used to experience with our lost loved one and have it enrich in who we are already. Have it be... Something we can add to the love that we already have. And when your cup is f- is runneth over, you're able to give. So the more love that you accept, the more love you can give. And the more fulfilled you'll feel. Ooh, Dr. Peluso dropping these little bombs and these beautiful little gems for you guys. You know, let's get a couple snaps going for this shit. Make sure your heart breaks open, Scuba Steve. And... Know that this broken heart is going to teach you something. Just make sure you keep yourself open to those teachings and those lessons. And good luck. We're going to be opening your gift. Scuba Steve sent me a gift. We're going to be opening it on Weeds Day. I restarted Weeds Day for all of you fans who know about it. For those of you who don't, and like, what the fuck is Weeds Day? I started it years ago when my dad was sick as an Alzheimer's Association or Alzheimer's Awareness live show. Every Wednesday I get stoned. And we'd raise funds and a lot of games and goofy conversation and answering questions. It's a blast. And it's been difficult to maintain during the past two months of my mother being sick and evidently subsequently losing her. But we started back up last night with a banger. We had so much fun. The The video was so much fun that YouTube took it down. I'm going to try and post it back up. Debbie and I are in the process of figuring that out. I got a violations email for nudity. <laughs> we didn't get that crazy, I don't think. I'm not that type of bitch. And I'm not dumb. If I'm getting nude, I'm going on OnlyFans and make making bank for spank, okay? And not that I would spank on OnlyFans. We're just, it just rhymed really nicely. So, you know, I think that going through what I've gone through. It was hard for me to do the live shows because I couldn't fake how I was feeling and I need to feel fun and I want weeds day to be fun. So last night I was feeling really good, better than I've felt in a couple months and we had a blast. And so next week scuba Steve's gifts that he sent me will be opened and we'll do that together and play a bunch of games as well. So thank you scuba Steve. Thank you so much and good luck on your broken heart. And let's see. Uh, we have some phone calls, some voicemails from fans. Let's see what we have here. Here we go. Oh,
1: Jasmine, Jasmine, la la. I know, I'm sorry it's a working title I, I
0: don't know I, mm. Okay I think he was saying Jesime, Jezame ooh la la Like the Tresemme commercial Which is funny because There was a guy I used to work with At H&M I think it was H&M And he would always sing this to me Because it's Tresemme And he would—he was this adorable gay guy And he would go Jessime, Jessime, ooh la la So that's really funny that you would do that Let's see another one here Hey, what's
1: up, Jesse May? It's your boy, Marcus. I think you already know that I uh, sell pitbull bull puppies. I breed them. So I'm about to have a litter coming up, if you know anybody. And I don't mean that to about puppies. The placentas. i got to get rid of these placentas. I'm going to have about seven or eight. You can make your own lipstick with it, or you can sell them. I mean, on a good day, you could probably get 250 for a pit bull placenta. Anyway. Yeah, let me know about that. Page me. I'll walk to the payphone near my house. I'll call you back. We'll discuss it. Also, I wanted to let you know, fighting dogs is awful. You should never, ever fight dogs for money. Unless it's dachshunds. It's the cutest thing ever. We started this little dachshund dog ring. They're doing minimal damage. I mean, they can barely walk anyway. But uh, maybe if you're ever in Massachusetts, hit me up. I'll get you front row seats. You'll be able to touch the dogs, pet the dogs before and after, and you'll be able to do all, do all the ointments and stuff on them when they get hurt. So hit me up. Peace.
0: Okay, so my my people are calling in to sing songs to me and to let me know about their dachshund fighting rings, which, guys, it's a joke. Everybody calm down, but it would be adorable. Wouldn't it be adorable? I mean, just a cute little pause. We're kidding. We're having a good time. Here's another one. I'm scared now. I'm scared.
1: Hey, Jess, hey, this is Don Thanos.
0: Oh, no, I think your your voice cut out, Don Thanos. We can't hear you. And you sound like the same guy from before. I'm going to guess you're the same fella. Hold on. Here's another one. <laughs> These are going great, by the way. What is happening with you guys? You guys have terrible service. It's probably the pandemic. Is someone sli- I hear a bedpost banging. I hope somebody isn't boning in the next room while I'm playing these voicemails. Yeah, these aren't... We can't hear you. attention,
1: Jessie May. This is Jessica and Liana from Binghamton, New York. And we were just, you know, trying to FaceTime you, couldn't get through, but we wanted to say, Hey, and I feel like there was a reason that we wanted to talk to you. Can't think of it right now, <laughs> but we love your podcast. We love your show. We love Weeds Day and keep doing your thing, girl.
0: Thank you. I don't know what happened in the beginning of that. You guys are probably just figuring out your Boost mobile service. Thank you so much. Honestly, you guys, if you want to call me <laughs> and leave me a song or your weird ass dox du- Dutch, d- d- however you say it, do- dox and I can never say it the way it's, just spell it the way it sounds. Call me, 513 916 0930. Leave a message. You can text me to. And I will pick a few of my favorites to read on the show. Here's a text message. Just got done pooping. Great story on the Honeydew podcast. Love it all. Merry Christmas. I love a good poop text. Thank you for thinking of me while you're taking a shit, sir. That's really kind of you. It's very, it lets me know that you have an open heart and that you're very, also, really good at multitasking. I think that's a really good trait to have in this world. Let's do a couple more questions before we get out of here. James Nick Wheeler, always coming through with their great questions. How would you recommend opening up to a family member about your mental health? You know, that's a, it's a tough one. I think, I think if you express your feelings, if you express the difficulty it is to be you on some days, I think asking someone for some time for you just to be able to speak about how you feel and maybe you know make sure because like I'm somebody likes to give advice you might not want advice on your mental health you might just want to express yourself so I think if you communicate that that you are only trying to say how you feel and you don't want advice can help the conversation or if you need help Maybe preface it with that as well, like you're looking for help. I think most people, especially if they love you, they want to help you. They want you to feel better. And mental health is such a tricky situation because it's so vast and the spectrum of it is, it's, it's such a huge spectrum of different ailments that people suffer from. I think letting your loved ones know what it feels like to be you on a daily basis, what thoughts that go through your mind could give them some perspective because even just on a regular basis, it's hard to... Know what someone's thinking or feeling, and then you add in some mental illness and mental health issues, it can be that much more difficult. And the biggest issue between human beings is a lack of communication. So, if you can find a way to communicate your feelings, I think the people in your life love you and they want you to feel good. So, I think that you having faith, knowing that they want the best. For you and want to be there for you can give you the confidence to talk to them about the issues that are going on and and no James Wickneeler James Nick Wheeler James Wickneeler <laughs> yeah the guy he kneels uh, before candles yeah he's having he's having a religious moment he likes to kneel before candles I think you always ask some funny questions so thank you for being. Trusting in in myself to give you some advice on this topic, and know that most people experience some sort of mental health issues in their lifespan. So understanding and knowing that may make you feel less alone. I myself suffer from anxieties due to childhood trauma and things that I've experienced. I've had sexual trauma in my childhood, and and you know, have dealt with a lot of abuse in my past. So I have anxiety as a result from that. And I also have, uh, I think attention deficit disorders that are a result of that anxiety. And I will be showing more of this story when I do my brain scans with Dr. Daniel Amon, who was on this podcast, the episode, change your brain. You might want to take a listen to James Nick Wheeler and anybody out there listening who have mental health issues that, a good chunk a good percentage of mental illness comes from actual physical trauma to the brain so maybe there could be you know something in your past that happened a blunt force object to your head that damaged part of your brain that can cause you to have these sort of manifestations good luck i wish you luck and you've got this motherfucker mike v n and, and mike v 92473 how do i get rid of nausea are you pregnant, bro? First of all, you got to like know what the source is. Did you eat some bad meat? Did you eat cheap meat? Stop eating cheap meat. That's how you get rid of nausea. But you know what's great is apple cider vinegar. Really good. If you drink what I drink most nights, I haven't done it a lot here because I'm out of my routine, but when I'm in LA and living in my regular routine, my regular environment, I drink hot water, apple cider vinegar, honey, lemon, cayenne pepper every night really good for your digestive system apple cider vinegar is amazing for your digestive system also some butt sex can loosen it all up you know just like a broom you know to get everything (laughs) you know when you jam a broom up into a just a space to get all the 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 schmutz out same thing butt sex loosen it all up you'll be good to go the real joe barbecue how many dates should you wait before you get it in You know how many people I've heard who are still married for decades who had sex on the first night? You know, as a dude, it must be frustrating because not every woman wants to put out. Because we don't want you guys to think we're sluts. And we also risk you guys just fucking and flying. And not every woman wants that. And if you do, that's cool. You know, if you want casual sex, that's totally cool. I think, you know, the real Joel barbecue is you have to ask yourself, what do you want? Are you looking for a relationship? Or are you looking for a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am? Because you could save the girl a lot of emotional strife if you just come forward and say, look, I'm just looking to get it in and that's it. Be honest and don't be afraid because there are women out there who won't mind that. I think when we come into relationships, there's so much pretense and we're so afraid of how we look and, and how people perceive us that we end up not living our truth and we end up showing this falsehood and this facade and then, of course, you're going to have issues down the line. Joel Barbecue, just let her know. Are you here to marinate the meats? Are you here just to throw it on the grill and dine and dash? Let a bitch know because some bitches want to get rid of you. Like, yeah. Wham, bam, thank you, man. See ya. Some of us enjoy a dine and dash. you know, And, and it's a part of your life. It's an era. Maybe you have a good timing and you meet a girl who's just in that part of her life. The more honest you are, the more gifts you're going to receive in your life. The more truthful you are with yourself, the more the universe is going to repay you. So, try it out, Joel Barbecue. Put a little shrimp on the barbie. Uh, Brian Alexander, Mom died. Fiance left me for having anxiety and COVID closed open mics. How to recover. Damn. Talk about a whammy. First and foremost know that I went through all those things, (laughs) except for the open mic part, because I've been doing comedy way longer. But not that I'm against an open mic, but I went through a breakup, my mom died, and my tour was canceled. So how did I get through? I pivoted. I figured out different ways to create. I continued with the podcast. I started to put my ideas to work. And I also went in Did a lot of journaling and meditation and took the time to spend with myself and took some space and realized areas that I'm not showing up in my life for myself or for people and did a lot of self-work and self-care so that I could feel self-love so that I'm able to give love more to the people in my life who I care about. I think knowing that what you've gone through many people have gone through. Millions of people have experienced the loss that you've experienced. So knowing that makes it a little bit easier to go through it because you're not alone. You literally can call up any of your friends and talk to them. And that's another thing. Lean on your family. Lean on your friends. I sometimes am guilty of this where I feel a certain way and I go inward and I don't reach out. You should be reaching out, Brian. Reach out. You know, Lean on your friends. Let a friend know you need some help. People are there for you, especially during this time. Don't be afraid. And it's not a bitch move as a dude to be vulnerable and need some fucking emotional support. It is not a bitch. It's it's not a bitch mood. I was thinking nude. It's not a bitch nude, which would be nice. You need to see a bitch nude. So maybe there's something in there for you, Brian, considering that, you know, your fiance left you. So maybe you need to see a bitch nude. And then you could see a bitch in a good mood and you'll be all fine. But I I was going to say it's not a bitch move to feel vulnerable as a man. Crying it out. Fucking cry it out. I will say... Besides leaning on your friends, start journaling. And especially if you're a comedian, start writing down your thoughts. Either in the morning or at night or both. Or just find a time in the day that works for you. And just stream a conscious. Just a page. I usually do that. I have a journal and I write in that. A page. Or if I'm feeling extra verbose, I'll go a few pages. But you you want to exercise your mind, your body, and your soul Your soul, you can reach out to your friends. Your mind, you can journal, which is good for all of that. And your body, get moving. All of it, it it takes a lot of work. You know, humans, if we're a temple, if our bodies are a temple, you got to do a lot of upkeep, bro. You know, stones start to erode and the foundation cracks and weeds grow in buildings if you don't take care of them. So you got to take care of your temple. You got to put some effort in. And it's, yeah, it's hard and it takes time and you should take time for yourself, but know when you need to take time for yourself and know when a good time for you to reach out to other people is. That could be vital to your healing process and good luck. You're not a fucking loan. You're not a fucking loan. Not like a bank loan, but you're not alone. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. JTPSD, work as a travel right now, work as a travel registered nurse. First time in my life that I've had no idea where to head next. Ideas, girl, your guess is as good as mine. Go to a place where you can live the life you've dreamed of living. Go to a place where the environment can deliver the things you always said you wish you had. Don't worry about money. Don't go where the money is. Go where where your heart is because the money will follow. If you are doing something you love and if you are immersed in an environment that is allowing you to be creative and is a productive environment and is delivering the things you've always wished of having and dreamed of having, you're, the money will flow. The money will flow. If you go where your heart needs to grow, the money will flow. If you go to a place where you're able to live out your life's dream, green will follow. So start there. Start there and and know that you can always move someplace else. You can always relocate. And we but I have this, but I have that. All you have is fucking excuses. Anytime you go, but that's a fucking excuse. Just do it. Not to sound like a Nike slogan here. I mean, I am wearing it. I'm not trying to promote the brand, but just do it. They have a great slogan. Just do it. But no, bitch, no, but that's just fear. Excuses are just fear of failure, which is normal, but and you're going to fail. You're going to fail hundred percent, but you tried and that's success the success is in the attempt and the execution of something and the failure is the success because it's a sign that you took a step in your, the direction of your dreams. So go where your heart is calling you. Go wherever is calling you to, to live out your dreams. I've done it my whole life. I've done it my entire life. I was 18. I left Syracuse because I felt I, I wanted something bigger. I went to Boston. I found my calling as a comedian when I was like 18 or 19 years old. Started working on it. Started working on it. Realized I was good at it. And then I realized I could, I could really make this a career. I moved from Boston to New York City. Was grinding it out. Grinding it out. And I was like, you know, I, I can really do this. I'm really fucking funny. I believed in myself. Each step I took was a step closer to what I love. And I made a career out of it. I'm sitting in a custom-made Nike jumpsuit. I'm fucking luxurious. Rich is an attitude. It's not a number in your bank account. I feel rich as fuck right now because of my life, the people that are in it, and what I've accomplished, all because I took a step in the direction of my dreams. And, and I banked on me. I banked on me every fucking step of the way. You have to bank on you. No one else is going to bank on you if you don't bank on you. You go to ask for a loan, if you don't believe in what you need the loan for, they're not going to fucking give you the loan. So you got to believe in in what you're worth. You got to believe in your worth. You got to know that you have self-worth and you got to walk in that direction with your head fucking high. And I've I've had a lot of losses. I've experienced a lot of loss and failure. So many nos. So many motherfucking nos. But nos is just another opportunity for you to learn how to get to the yes quicker and better and more concisely. And I have surrounded myself and I've implemented people into my life that have a mutual goal in mind and to succeed and to work on something that contributes to society and contributes to people's lives and makes people feel like they also have a purpose. that's what I love to do. that's why I love to do Dr Peluso. It's it's a lot of bullshit you know i I, I actually it's not bullshit. it's what did that guy say one time? I think it was James Nick Wheeler. I think you said I was actually pretty helpful. <laughs> And I like to be helpful. I like to be of service. And I think if you can find something in life where you're serving someone else, a group of people, or helping an individual, you're never going to be broke. You're never going to be broke. You might struggle, but there is richness in that struggle. There is purpose in that struggle. And I guarantee you, and I know it from what my mom did for work. She was a union rep. She represented people who in the Syracuse C- uh, city school district, she represented individuals, all the people who weren't teachers in a school, the bus drivers, the lunch lady, the nurses, and she represent and fought for them. And she served and the love she received was a testament to her service. In the wake of her death, the amount of people who came out and sent us messages and flowers and packages and emails and cards, words of love, DMs, every person sent me a message of how my mother helped their life. My mother was influential in their life. My mother added to their life because she was of service. She, that was her calling. So I think in this world, it's such a short life that we have that you should make sure the life you're living is helping other people's lives in some way, shape, or form because you will never be broke. You will never be fucking broke. And and I feel rich as hell and I feel fortunate that you guys support me and listen to me rant <laughs> in my bullshit. A few of you sent me some really beautiful messages. I wanted to read a couple that it's to me to be able to see and read someone, a personal message from someone whose life I, whose life I helped, it gives me fuel in my dark moments. So let's see, this is from Darian. Darian? on On Instagram. Hi, Jesse May. I'm currently listening to The Grief Survival Guide episode one of your mini-series. I'm so, so sorry to hear the loss that your mom died. No Pants Nance is a legend and will always be. I just lost my mom in September, so I'm truly grateful for your openness surrounding death. Sending so many positive vibes to you. This shit sucks. Thank you. It does suck. And I have to be open. Again, this is my service to you guys is to open my experience up so that you guys have some semblance of belonging. We all want to belong. It's it's a natural instinct for humans to find other humans. So here's another one from Amanda... Oh, shit, it went away. Sorry, Amanda. Hold on. Amanda Kircher. Hi, Jesse Mae. I'm so sorry about your mom. I'm putting some high-quality cannabis in the air for you tonight. Hope you feel the love from everyone you touch. I'm reading you these to you guys to let you know that i i see them and i see you this is some avatar shit i see you motherfuckers oh jesse i'm missing i'm listening to this week's podcast i'm so sad to hear about the passing of your mom i cried a little while because she was so witty hilarious sweet and adorable and you shared that with us her spirit characteristics will always live through you Through you all. Thank you for, in a way, sharing her with your fans. Your transparency is flooring and we appreciate it always. And we appreciate it always. I just read that twice. (laughs) Hugs and love and positive thoughts to you and your family. This is from Finesse. Uh, Also, you're pretty funny in this episode as well. Satirical, but really funny. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm not crying. I just was wiping something out of my eyes. You guys send me so much love. It's honestly I'm sure I've read a couple of these before, but it I keep them. I have them in my little I have them in like a a folder on my phone and it gives me like I said, it just gives me purpose. KH says Hey, Jesse, may I've been a fan for a few years now, and you have a skill to throw in an unexpected line or hilarious analogy that cracks me up. And I love you with Adam Ray. I love Adam Ray. I haven't talked to him in a while. I have to give him a call. We're going to be on live tonight with Josh Wolf, so I'll see him tonight. We're doing New Year's Eve live tonight. Um, But let me get back to this. Your podcast and Weeds Day with your parents are treasures. I love them so much, and I know I'm not the only one. Pure love and humor. Can it get any better than that? Thank you for putting yourself out there. I'm also lucky to have parents that are hilarious and loving and nothing is comparable to this love. You hear that, Scuba Steve? It's so douchey, but forgive me. As I always say, I have all the social medias but don't appreciate, but it's true. I love comedy, but I want to leave those platforms so people that know how to use it, you being one of them, love to you and your family. Um, I don't know what the douchey part was, but I appreciate your words. I appreciate you sending me love. And you guys, you know please listen to the grief miniseries on the podcast there it's a survival guide there's i don't know how many parts there's going to be we're just going to go on until i feel like it's done that's the beauty of art and creating you just go on until it's done and not that you know i'm attempting to make it sound grandiose or greater than it is but that's just what it is motherfuckers okay that's what happens when you you do some shrooms and and Take an edible. You start to open your heart. Is it getting too mushy? I should go before I start crying. Check out the grief mini series, the survival guide. It's helping me survive, and I think it's helping other people survive. And check out the YouTube channel to watch the video so you can also see my adorable jumpsuit. Thank you guys so much, and I, I love you. I appreciate you, and I'll see you guys next week. And don't forget, tonight, New Year's Eve, with Josh Wolf on his Facebook Live. Weeds Day every Wednesday. Love you, motherfuckers. Keep the love alive. Seeking the truth never gets old.